Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Hal Sparks. Zoltan! And uh, you're listening to, what the hell's the name of this podcast again? The Showdown. The Showdown. It's just so sad. Not for the people who do it. I mean, they've... They, at least it gives them something to do, sort of outpatient behavior. But for God's sake, why are you listening to this? Please turn it off. Please. It's distracting you from driving. You're ignoring your children. If you have them, I, I feel ba- I can't do anymore. This is terrible. Showdown podcast. Really? <laughs> The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Dick Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, Coming to America. Welcome to the three-time award-winning Showdown Podcast. We are joined, as always, via the phone by Vic. Finally, a movie with some black people, Miller. <laughs> I agree. And I am joined in the uh, Miller Zoo, Corey's Evil Lair, by Corey. Way too many black people in this movie. Miller. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and I am Brad Scott. Where are all the uh, Arab brothers at? Oh, I first got to do the nickname in between. <laughs> and that's who I am. And this is, of course... We're taking a look back at it and... Uh, <laughs> nice timing. Uh, before you get to that, Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello, yeah. gentlemen. We appreciate you guys listening and rating and reviewing us that you won't do and uh, following on social media and all that good stuff. Uh, all right, how you guys been since last time we recorded? I know. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. I, I've been anticipating this moment for, for quite a while. Yeah, this is actually, Vic had suggested this movie like back in, what, February? Yeah, something like that, you fucker. <laughs> and it keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> well, maybe it's late. Or it's just early for next year. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, Vic, you get four black movies a year. Sometimes three. <laughs> Hold on, then I then, then I need to catch up. <laughs> well, we still have half the year left. You're, Join us next uh, February as we do Roots Part One through Four. <laughs> <laughs> In the four part special episode, <laughs> have Vic's revenge. <laughs> um, I've tied them down to the chair and made them participate in this. <laughs> <laughs> so 80s comedies this is one of the biggest 80s comedies of all time i think so yeah what are some other what are the other big 80s comedies oh god i mean uh i hate to say it, i mean you have to you have to look at eddie murphy's movies at his catalog in general and you can pick out you can probably pick out a few from that trading places is a good one um, Harlem Nights was Harlem Nights was that more would you say as a comedy or more of a drama uh, it was a comedy yeah yeah so, Ferris Bueller's Day Off you mean you mean the movie that starred Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah I know and Red Fox and Red Fox yeah but I know but you know th- there was a lot of there was a lot of humor in it too but I think um, I think there was a, it was a lot more dramatic than any of uh, of their other movies as well too um shoot was so as as always i will uh interject with my uh my list of the top uh comedies of the 80s oh he has a list can we trust that list is this the uh, same list that gave us teenage mutant ninja turtles as an oscar well, <laughs> picture how many we'll have to see how it works out so uh starting looks like um, top 80s comedies dude where's my car uh <laughs> <laughs> Train this, this this is a, a list of the top 100, but I'm going to give the top uh, 94. 20. Oh, <laughs> I want to give the top. Would have been such a better joke if you would have gone, but I'm only going to give the top 94. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. So here's the list. Uh, and number 20, uh, Christmas Story. Okay. Number 19, Princess Bride. Mm, I don't really see that as a comedy, though. What? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Just think about who's in that movie. I know, dude. but I see it more as a fantasy movie, though. Okay. You know Who are you wrong? You're wrong. I know what he's saying. You're wrong, Corey. Princess Bride is actually comedy. What else? <laughs> what else is next? Like? What's All the next right. one on the list, Vic? Revenge of the Nerds is number eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I see that as a comedy. Oh, shut Number up. 17 is big. <laughs> okay. Number 16, Stripes. That was the 80s? Yeah, I guess it was. Okay. Uh, let's see. Number 15, Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Okay. Number 14, Police Academy. I was just getting ready to say that's probably in there. Not according to this show. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. Uh, number 13, Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll number 12, Coming to America. There we go. Number 12. Uh, number 11, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I never saw Planes, that. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> number 10, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Number 9, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. No, say his name one more time and he appears. (laughs) Number eight, Back to the Future. Okay. 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is number seven. Okay. Number six, Caddyshack. I was wondering about that one. I wasn't sure if that was 70s or 80s. Number five, another Eddie Murphy movie, Trading Places. There he goes. Yeah, the flip flopping. <laughs> Number four, Vacation. All right, is Three Amigos one of the top three? No. Uh, Number three, another Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. And Number two is not to be missed with. <laughs> Number two, Airplane. Mm. Sure, yeah. you and, can't be serious. I am a dude calling me Shirley. <laughs> and the number one comedy of the 80s by Ranker is Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. That's just where you stopped. I mean, <laughs> you didn't want to finish that statement? I mean, I finished it for him. Ghostbusters! Yeah, that's a, go all the way. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's <laughs> a pretty good list. There. That's a pretty good list. I can I can agree with majority of those movies. Corey well, agrees with the list. Glad we have your approval. <laughs> I, I hope at some point he quits that stupid voice. But I have a You feeling. can hope all you want. And you know as who long else? As you, see, Corey, you haven't learned your lesson yet, have you? You know who else no. had if hope? You, say, you hope he does stop? Yeah. He's not going yeah, to just stop. Be, just because I said Nick, it. you're interrupting my joke. <laughs> you know who did have hope, Corey? Who? The hurricane. The man the authorities came to blame for something that he never done. Oh, I thought it was Hurricane Shane Helms. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Alright, let's get into a little segment we like to call. The good thing when he does this voice, he doesn't have his uh, fail sound effects available. So, and now we're sure That's what he you will. think, Corey. Alright, Vic, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Alright, it's time for a little segment we like to call. <laughs> Bankroll. Oh, Vic, gotta wait on the music. Bankroll. Oh, This is where Corey tries to guess the much money the movie made just by knowing the budget. And to translate the for the listeners, that's where I guess the amount that uh, that the movie made in the theaters based on the budget that they give me. Vic, what Correct. is the budget for this movie? All right, Corey, this movie came out June 29th, 1988. Summer movie. Uh, <laughs> with a budget of $39 million. Almost 40. Corey, what was the box office? 105. Remember, you do get about a $3.9 million leeway. I get some kind of leeway. Three point nine million dollars. We got it. Okay. And Ooh, your guess oh. is one hundred five. One hundred and five. And you are wrong once again, sir. Yes. The box office take for this movie was two hundred eighty-eight million seven hundred fifty-two thousand three hundred and one dollars. I'm just gonna start guessing like three hundred million every time. <laughs> Uh, at, at least I'll overshoot it. Yeah, at, le- <laughs> at least I'll overshoot it. 
However, we've been telling you to do the, to to try harder uh, for a long time, and you still go low on I, every. I know, I know. I guess the thing <laughs> is, I for whatever reason, I keep thinking of just the opening weekend, and then even with some of these older movies, I think that um, that they don't make as much as they as movies do today. So that's why I'm always way underneath. So because I'm obviously a very bad guesser. Well, guess better next time, Corey. Yeah. As always. And now it's time for a little segment we like to call The Showdown Podcast History, buddy. All right, Corey, go ahead. I don't remember the the first time I saw it, but I do remember seeing this a lot as a, uh, when I was growing up, probably on HBO, and uh, that's about it. All right, Vic. Uh, I believe that I snuck into the movie theaters to see this movie. So you were not part <laughs> of that that two hundred billion. Uh, I was not. Um, I did, however, pay for another movie that day and just made it a double feature. Uh, but I wanted to see it. I knew we wouldn't be able to get in without uh, someone to buy the ticket for us, so we went and saw it anyway, and I loved it. That's stealing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's two for one. Shut up. This has been the Showdown Podcast History. All right, Vic, go ahead and tell us about the movie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so uh, this movie is about a prince of a um, fictional African kingdom named Zumunda. Uh, prince Akeem. Uh, I do Zumunda is... every Tuesday after Pilates. <laughs> Not quite the same thing, but yeah, yeah, something like that. So basically, you get underneath of a black guy uh, every Sunday. Never mind. Uh, so uh, his name is Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Akeem is a your your typical pampered prince, uh, and he has everything he could possibly want or ever wish for. And he's come of age, and he must get married. So his parents, child of royalty, reached. I can relate to that. <laughs> have arranged uh, for him to marry a, a woman who was specially uh, raised to be his ideal wife, uh, who likes and dislikes all the same things he does, has no real opinions, will listen and do anything that he says, um, everything that uh, they think he would want in a woman. Uh, but because he absolutely hates the idea of this and wants to find someone uh, to fall in love with on his own terms. So, ever since I was born, I've been trained to serve you. Yes, I know this, but I would like to know about you. What do you like to do? Whatever you like. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? Whatever kind of music you like. I know what I like. I know you know what I like because you were trained to know what I like. But I would like to know what you like. For instance, do you have a favorite food? Yes. Good. What is your favorite food? Whatever food you like. Are you saying that no matter what I tell you to do, you will do? Yes, Your Highness. Anything I say you do? Yes, Your Highness. Bark like a dog. Like 
Mufasa. And she hops away. It's funny when she st- when she starts to bark. Uh, Eddie Murphy just looks at the camera, breaks that fourth wall, and looks right at the camera like, "You believe this shit?" <laughs> so he uh, is not down with this at all. He he does not want someone who has doesn't have a single independent thought in his mind. So he comes up with a plan to go to America. Or I should I say, come to America and uh, find an intelligent, independent, free-thinking woman who will appreciate him for who he is, not for what he is. And being the prince of a uh, an African nation, he knows that he can get anyone he wants. And with gold diggers all over the place in every country, um, he comes to America and plays like he's poor. Um, he's accompanied by his manservant slash best friend I don't think uh, he's a... played by Arsenio Hall I'm not real sure he's a manservant though yeah he is he's his porter he's the guy that goes around with him and does everything for him it's his manservant okay so anyway uh he they 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 come to America uh they land in Queens because they figure if they're going if he's going to be a king he can find a woman in Queens uh so solid thinking on their part they get here uh, and they get a, uh, a ratty ass apartment um, and decide that they're going to go and find American jobs, at which they finally land a position working at McDowell's. Well, hold on. A hold on, wannabe wait. version of McDonald's. Uh, bef- before they do that, though, he goes out when they get that first apartment, he goes out uh, outside to, uh, to see the view and he starts yelling something. Hold on, check this out. Behold, Sydney, life. Real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! I love that. (laughs) Hey, fuck (laughs) you! Okay. So they go. He's getting a real piece of New York of, of uh, New York hospitality. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and I noticed in that clip too that Arsenio looks at the camera too. D- they do it the whole. They do it throughout the whole movie. Like there's there's a constant. I I, I don't think it was so much looking at the camera as, as you're supposed to be looking at the people. Yeah, looking at other people in the like in in their in their frame of view. Like they're actually looking at us as being there with them, not so much just the camera. Yeah. But um, they they go about everyday life trying to fig- find someone, and basically in today's I guess in today's vernacular. He'd be looking for your your typical uh, uh, wifey type material, um, but he also wants someone who has uh, who's intelligent is one of the biggest things, and that will like him for like I said, him being himself, not just because he comes from money. Um, so they play as uh, students, if I remember correctly, um, and that they are there to try to learn as much about America as possible. And they do get a job, uh, basically uh, working in McDonald's, cleaning McDowell's. up and. Uh, McDowell's. Yeah, I keep saying McDonald's. Uh, McDowell's. uh, And he falls in love with the owner's daughter, um, in which he does have one intelligent daughter and he has one gold digging crazy ass daughter. Um, And he falls in love with the more intelligent one because he sees her um, at a. uh, Well, he kind of meets her and then he ends up um, uh, seeing her kind of 
doing the things that he thinks is going important in in a I guess a a, a future wife. Um, and she's like a, she's she's socially uh, she's socially motivated. You know, she's she's a hard worker, that kind of thing. Well, he first, the only problem is the, he first lays eyes on her when they go to a uh, a black Miss Black Awareness pageant. Right. Hefner on high. Yeah. Um, so that was Arsenio Hall playing a second character in this movie. No, it was, he plays, at he plays least, several. Yeah, he plays several characters. Um, but then he ends up introducing their music entertainment. And their music entertainment is Randy Watson and sexual <laughs> chocolates. Put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights. So that goes on for a little bit, and that's where he's introduced uh, to the daughter. Well, actually, both daughters and Mr. McDowell, because the McDowells is catering this event, so they're uh, they're kind of advertising for themselves as well too. Carry on. <laughs> I was just waiting to see. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to get preempted by another clip. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. So she's. She um she gives her impassionate plea um to try to uh to to bring awareness to to the community and to and to to help them uh start a playground for kids in the community. Um and like I said uh basically um uh Akeem falls in love with her and he decides that this is the woman for him, and he's going to try to woo her as best as possible. Um, the problem is she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend, played by uh, Eric LaSalle, uh, known for ER and more recently for Logan, the movie, yep. uh, is playing uh, Daryl Jenks, uh, the son of the soul glow Jerry Curl Juice uh, proprietor. <laughs> 
Um, so she, like I said, uh, he's, he's kind of wanting to go out with her. She's kind of eyeing Akeem. I think she starts falling in love with him a little early. Um, and, uh, the jerk decides that, uh, he's going to just go ahead and let everyone know that they're getting married without actually informing her that they were getting married. And she gets pissed off and breaks up with him. And, uh, when that happens, she, uh, throws it towards, uh, Akeem he catches it and decides he's going to make a make an honest woman out of her. So he starts telling her, um, you know, that he's a what was it a goat farmer from a, a Wakandan goat farmer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, to let her know that he's just a common everyday man, uh, because again, he wants her to like him for being him and not for the fact that he's a prince. Um, when he starts trying to, he starts overcompensating. He ends up giving away all of his money. And uh, when that happens, uh, Semi, uh, who is uh, his manservant slash best friend slash Arsenio Hall, uh, calls his dad and he's like, um, you need to come get him because uh, he's done lost his damn mind. He thinks we can do all this shit without any money. And uh, yeah. yeah so the- at one point, at one point, he ends up giving the landlord of the apartments, giving him his apartment, which Arsenio Hall has gone out and spent all this money to soup up everything. And right. he gives him that apartment, and they take the shittier apartment that's downstairs. Well, because uh, they, they want to look, they want to look humble. Exactly. So uh, he can't take it anymore. So he calls his dad. He's like, "You need to come get him." Um, and when his father shows up, now the whole time that this is all going on, um, the dad, uh, Mister McDowell, was playing the fact that you're not going. My no daughter of mine is going to ever marry a goat farmer from Africa. Right. Um, he didn't think he was worthy, and uh, he didn't want her to be married to someone who was poor because of all the hard work that he put into making his empire and yada yada yada. Um, however, as soon as uh, Mufasa shows up um, and Nala show up, he's all of a sudden all about him and like, oh, you're a prince. Oh, that's a completely different story. Yeah, he totally you changes. Marry my, you, you can have both my daughters if you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is there's some there's one there's one scene you didn't mention um, when he announces that he's gonna uh, when Eric LaSalle ma- announces that he's gonna marry the, the daughter. They're at the McDowell's house and he's sitting on the couch. And when he stands when he gets up, there's a big uh jerry wet curl spot. juice wet spot <laughs> on the back of the couch and his mom i think it's his mom and his grandma maybe or his mom and dad are sitting on the couch too they get up and there's big uh jerry they curl wet spots too yep. yeah look jerry curls were the thing back in the day okay it's just stuff that's just you have a jerry curl about. vic um i actually never had a jerry curl did you have a big box like kid from kid and play uh no i no. did not you look like you would totally rock one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually see you with both. Yeah. No, I, I no, see more the, with the box, though. I see more of the Jerry takes, Curl. The Jerry Curl thing takes way too much work and is just too messy. And the, I mean, I had, I guess, I guess I kind of had a little bit of a tilted uh, fade, but not much. It was very, very low key, nothing high top or anything like that. I so. think, I think he needs to supply us with some high school pictures that have, that, that show off that hairstyle. Uh, my high school picture doesn't have that hairstyle at all. Okay, so. middle school then. <laughs> it's got to be. A, there's got to be one. Uh, I don't know. I can look, but I don't think I have anything back in the day. You know, it was we weren't technologically advanced. Everybody walking around with a phone at the time. So. Okay, here's what we'll do. Those have to be hard copies, and I don't know where those would be. <laughs> we will. We will find out what high school or middle school you went to. We will look it up online. It's got to be out there. Uh, that would be Church Farm School in Exton, PA. Good luck. Okay, <laughs> Brad's looking that up right now. 
He probably is that, or he's going to uh, grab a picture of me and like slap a high top fade on it. <laughs> He'll just Photoshop your face. On Which somebody. actually, I could probably do that for you guys by next week, just for the fun of it. Do one uh, with a Jerry <laughs> curl too. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> just, just put your face over Eric LaSalle's face. <laughs> I think that'll yeah. work. So uh, yeah, so once he finds out that he's a prince, um, Mr. McDowell decides that oh yeah, no no no, we want you in the family. You, I've I've been grooming you the whole time. You're you're the greatest person I've ever met. Uh, so the, the the gold digger in him just comes right out. Um, however, it doesn't. It works in reverse because Lisa gets pissed off when she finds out that he's a prince and he's been lying to her the whole time. So she like wants nothing to do with him at that point, and she storms off pissed. And uh, so, long story short, uh, he feels like he can't. Uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna have his his uh, his uh, dream wife. So he goes back and agrees to marry uh, the puppy. And um, <laughs> when he goes, so she may to walk still down, be hopping on one foot. By the it's end very of possible because he never told her to stop. Right. So, um, so he goes back to uh, Zamunda and. Um, as they uh, as they're leaving, the mother and uh, sorry uh, Mufasa and Nala are talking, and he's like, "Look, you know, we've got a history. There's nothing we can do about this. Like, who am I to try to change history just so he can be happy?" And Nala's like, mm, "I'm pretty sure that you're the fucking king and do what you want." He's like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's true." Yeah. And uh, fast forward to the wedding, and uh, he's agreed to marry the puppy, so he's going down the aisle and he's looking all sad and and, uh, and butt hurt over the whole situation. When he gets to the uh, to to his bride and he lifts up the veil, who's there? But lo and behold, Lisa, and we have a happy ending uh, all once and for all. And uh, yeah, so and, our, just, and Arsenio's I, character actually ends up with the sister, right? Right. Yeah. So. Everyone ended up happy, and that's that's it's it's a good thing. It's, Down it the high fun. school picture of Vic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he looks like Theo Huxtable glasses. <laughs> he looks like he looks like no, he looks like uh, Stephen Urkel when he becomes Stefan Urkel, <laughs> but he hasn't taken off the glasses yet. Did you find that on my Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my senior picture. There's, oh man, there's there's a character from some TV show. That's my wife right below me, too. My wife. My wife. Jennifer Dirch. Yep. I don't. Dirchy. <laughs> Dirch. Dirch. What was that? Dirchy. Pass the Dirchy on uh, the left hand side. Dirchy. Huh? Your wife was hot in high school, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost I had to laugh to break it, but I wanted to just let that that linger. It just felt how awkward it was gonna get. Big's probably going. Is that funny? Oh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for the material, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I'll be cleaning mortals too later. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> that picture of Victor Miller from high school. Mm. Pew pew pew. <laughs> Oh, okay, so that's it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's going to take us to the commercial. Oh, you're listening to the Showdown Podcast. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's commercial time. Corey, tell people where they can find you. You can find me. No, on- don't. Vic, go ahead. 
right. I may not be the king of Zamunda, but I am Miller King 51 on all social media. And you can find me playing video games as Black and Angry. That's B-L-A-Q, the letter N and Angry. All right, Corey. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Showdown Podcast is available on Twitter and Instagram at the Showdown Pod. And you can find us on Facebook, the Showdown Podcast. Click like somebody should. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brad Scott Comedy. And you can find me on uh, Facebook, Comedian Brad Scott. And uh, also check out WrestleMania. So pod, it's not pro wrestling talk. It's sports entertaining. It's a podcast about pro wrestling, but it's a parody podcast. So it's funny. It's not trying to be serious. Uh, you can also check out the Miller Times pod at the Miller Times pod on social media and check them out on iTunes, Stitcher and all that good stuff. You can also find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. Currently on Letterboxd. You can find us And now back to the show. Welcome back. This is the three-time award-winning Showdown Podcast. You are listening to our Coming to America episode. And uh, now it's time to figure out if Coming to America is a survivor. So uh, let's start with Vic. This was your selection, so go ahead. It was my selection, and um, like I said, I enjoyed it the first time I've seen it. I've seen it probably a good hundred times since then. Um, it always makes me laugh. The jokes don't really get funny. You know, it, they, they get older, but it just kind of gets more nostalgic as it gets older rather than getting worse. Um, so this definitely holds up for me. Corey? For me, yeah, it still holds up. Uh, like, like Vic, I've seen this probably a hundred times. Every time it's on Comedy Central, I'll watch it. I don't care if it's edited, uh, if it's on HBO, whatever. I'll watch it. And it to me, the jokes still hold up. I don't really think they're very time. They're, there's not any really timely jokes that don't hold up. Uh, so everything for me works, and it's it's hilarious still. All right, so I don't even need to go. It's officially a survivor. It's going into the Hall of Fame. Hold on, no, hey, hold on. You do need to go because if, if it's a three, if it's like a, a, a like a major Hall of Famer, it gets a three three way call. You know, you know what just happened, Corey? Yeah. So this episode, we were trying to like, like we're okay, kind of like the Celtics here this year, Celtics, and uh, you know, like I like Isaiah Thomas. You know, really good on offense, but I have absolutely no defense whatsoever. So we were trying to hide my poor defense by uh, keeping me, you at, know, at bay. At bay. Yeah. Said, okay, okay. You know what? Let's be honest with the audience. I didn't watch this movie. I've never seen it in my entire life. I know it's weird, uh, but I've never seen it, and I didn't watch it. So okay, and, and tell us why. I cause, oh, hold why? on, no, no, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my analogy first. So I didn't watch this movie, so we were trying to kind of hide me through this episode and letting you guys take the (laughs) reins with that, and we had done a really good job. I just didn't say anything with the history. I was doing funny voices to, like, you know, distract people and uh, divert attention away. Look over here. And, uh, you know, we were doing the Isaiah (laughs) Thomas thing. We were hiding my really bad defense. And then we got to the conference finals, and Vic goes, you're going to guard LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, Vic, I can't really say whether it holds up or not <laughs> because I haven't seen it. Right. And why haven't you seen it? Because I can't stand Eddie Murphy. In no incarnation of Eddie Murphy, you can't stand him. No, I mean, okay, I take that back. It's not that I can't stand him. I just, I don't know. I feel like this movie was just so over, like, I ever, it's, it's, people just hold it in this regard of like, oh, it's the greatest comedy ever. And it was one of those things where I almost got like jaded about it because at, at a certain point when people are like, you have to come into America? What's wrong with you? I, to come into, I can't believe that. And it's like, yeah, well, now I don't want to see <laughs> you it. You turn into Tasmanian Devil for a, <laughs> a little bit. But I hear that all the time. I have a friend of mine who does the same shit with Bad Santa. I can't believe you've seen Bad Santa. You call yourself a comedian. Like, you oh. call yourself comedians because you haven't. Yeah, no, I tell them all the time, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But a comedy. Well, comedians haven't seen every goddamn comedy, all right? I haven't <laughs> seen Coming to America. I haven't seen Tombstone. Right. What, are the, what are the name other fucking famous movies? Twister. I've seen that. What? 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 I don't know. <laughs> Who holds Twister in this high regard <laughs> and of, of everyone has to see it? First movie came to mind, and I haven't seen it, so... Why? What? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? So not only did you not go with like a movie that mo that would that would fit the coming to America, um, the bad Santa, the the tomb, you know, the tombstone, that you, kind of you stuff. You put bad Santa in in the category of tombstone, and as far as like movie, because yeah, because for Christmas movies, it's a it's a movie pretty much a lot of people have seen, and a lot of people yeah, hold it as one of the it, like, iconic Christmas movies. Yeah. So that's why. And but okay, even better than Twister. <laughs> why? Why didn't you just go with Jaws: The Revenge? How about Jaws one? <sighs> Credit Kid. Why do I keep showing up? Credit Kid three. <laughs> I mainly, I mainly bring it up, and and and, and I. <laughs> I mainly like put you, uh, you know, put you on point simply because I wanted to find out if it was a thing against Eddie Murphy or just the movie itself because of the hype. It's because he's because like the hype. Normally, like if you don't like someone, like I've, in the past, if you, if you don't like an actor that's in a movie, you still normally have something to say about the movie in general. So I was, I was really. Really wanting to find out if you just really hate Eddie Murphy Actually, that much. No, I, I don't. I, like I, don't. The idea of the I love Dave. Or Meet Dave or whatever. Meet Dave, yeah. Yeah. I've liked a, I've actually liked a lot of his movies. I liked The Nutty Professor when I saw it. But there was just that Coming to America, it just had that stigma. I love Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, it had that Is it just because people talk it up so much you yeah. just refuse to watch it? Yeah. And it got, well, no. Not even as much as people talk it up. It was the reaction I got from people when I said I hadn't seen it. Oh. Just that whole, <laughs> who What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing like with, with cigarettes. Like that's how you get treated when you're a smoker. Duh, you you smoke. Ugh. Well, no, it's like okay. So like, would the weed will be you. legalized some point in the next few years? I'd imagine maybe next ten years. I hope. And once the novelty wears off, weed smokers are going to get treated just like us cigarette smokers have for years. Where people just treat you like shit. You're at your friend's house, like watching the big game, and you step outside to smoke a joint. You're gonna have to listen to your friends be like. Oh my God! Corey's gonna go outside and get high again. He's gonna come back in. The couch is gonna smell like weed. Yeah, <laughs> and you come back inside. It smells like weed. I'm allergic. But no, but that's what they do with cigarette smoking. Yeah, now. I know. And it's it's it's. A, I hate it. So yeah, it became one of those things where like uh, the more people acted so astonished and so like there was something wrong with me because I hadn't seen 
one Eddie Murphy movie from the 80s, uh, <laughs> it became where I was almost like defiant about it. So much so that he wouldn't even watch it for our own show. Right. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I kind of forgot. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> but then I, I watched Rambo 2 uh, today um, and fell asleep after, <laughs> after about 30 minutes. And then uh, and then I, was, I just didn't have time to watch Covering to America. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you had like two weeks to watch it. Yeah, I know. Well, but here's the thing. Oh, another thing. Uh, we need to we need to figure something out. You guys, you guys start messaging a whole bunch, and, and what we're, what movies we're doing gets lost in the shuffle. And so I don't <laughs> half time. I'm not even aware of what movies we have coming up. Like, what's our next episode? We don't know yet. We haven't discussed that. How about how about you? How about you pick the next movie we're gonna do is Class Act. With Kid and Play? Yes. Can we even find that anywhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually just saw it the other day in my list. We're going to do Class Act and Boys in the Hood. That's my next two choices. Vic will be happy about that. That's I, I, I was about to say, Corey, Corey, may, Corey may protest. Well, that's, that's three there of your four. There be too many black people. <laughs> that's three of your four movies for this year, Vic. <laughs> hey, it's one of my picks. <laughs> Corey, you're going to have to go through more because that was Brad's pick, not mine. <laughs> We're going to do Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I don't hate Eddie Murphy movies. Um, or hey, Eddie Murphy. I just, yeah, it was more the hype around that. But I mean, so he fell off. He was big, one of the biggest stars of the 80s. Was still pretty big in the 90s. Then he got married and had kids. And tried to pick up a transvestite hooker. but um, And that's where things went downhill with the movies. That one with the having the kids. Yeah, no, I'm serious. If, oh, if you if you look at it, he, my joke was following was following the transvestite hooker thing, and you saying that's when his movie career went downhill, yeah. and me saying yeah because he had the kids. Well, yeah, it's all it's all together though. I mean, once he had kids, he started making he stopped making all these uh, R-rated comedies and started making shit like Adventures of Pluto Nash. So, uh, yeah. And and I'm not the only one that's saying this. There are a lot of people are that that say that as well too. Uh, Vic, do you have like a list or something there? All right. So so how about triplets? Triplets? What is that? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Eddie Murphy are twin are triplets. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't wasn't that a rumor though? Is that really going to happen? <laughs> it's on here. They haven't done it. There's no there's no date on it, but it's listed as a movie that he that he's. I he I heard about that. Development. I heard about that last year or something. I hope that that does not happen. <laughs> is Danny DeVito even? Can he even stand on his own anymore? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in. It's always sunny. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but that is just a horrible idea. <laughs> I mean, everybody laughs at twins because it's Arnold and Danny DeVito, but that was in the eighties. You've you, uh, you kind of you know let that slide, but then trying to do a sequel to that. 20 25 years later oh well, you God. find out you find out that there was a third there was a third baby and they had the genetic genes of all of the different people involved in the program and some of them were there were there was a black guy and a black woman so for them to say hey there was another one out there you That's never know so such a stupid what idea. kind of list are you <laughs> reading um it's a list of all of Eddie Murphy's movies oh that's the list well that's not the whole list i just i just no, I mean, brought like, that up but like, I thought you had like a list of like best or movies or something like that. No, he asked me if I have a list of Eddie Murphy's movies, and I said, "Yeah, I have that up." 
Is that the list that you told us you wanted us to to set you up on? No. Okay. Well, hit, hit that's it. what no, he no, was doing. Yeah. Up, I just wanted. Vic, I wanted to find. I was. I was looking for a list of the movies so I could try to Vic, throw. Some did you not you. hear the like way the, he threw it to you in the most obvious? Well, Vic, I mean, uh, just out of curiosity, no, do you happen to have no, no, some no. sort of list see, available? He, he he didn't understand. I was saying that I was looking for a list because I wanted to throw some movies at you to see what your response was going to be based okay, let's on do it. those movies. But you actually basically threw a bunch of the movies. No, but like, shit. Like, so let's still do it. Kind of negated that part. <laughs> let's still do it. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, Norbert. No. No. I'm what? gonna I'm gonna Awful. stay away from like Beverly Hills Cop, like the main. I'm gonna stay away from the main ones. Okay. I've watched a little so, bit of that recently, and it's kind of funny on a stupid level, but it wasn't enough to keep me watching the entire movie. Okay, so we did bring up Harlem Nights, but that I think that one you had to like that one. Oh, yes. like that. I love that okay. movie. Um, let's go a little more recent. Tower Heist. Never seen it. That movie was stupid. That was <laughs> downright stupid. Uh, the one with Ben Stiller in it. Never seen it. Oh, God. The whole premise is, is ridiculous. And uh, uh, move on. All right. Golden Child. Never yes, seen it. Love it. Um, the Haunted Mansion. Never seen let's it. Let's go Disney. Um, didn't care for it. Uh, I Spy. Little Owen Wilson Hated there. It. Wow, <laughs> a movie I'm in. Yeah, that one actually annoyed the piss out of me too. So I'm with you on that one. Wow, that's um, mean. No, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle, liked it. The first one was good. Yeah, the first one. Metro, never saw it. Hated it. Really? Yeah. I didn't like his hair. You didn't. Like you didn't it. see the movie. No, no, he was on the cover of the movie. <laughs> You forget, I worked at Blockbuster. I saw the cover. Didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know how to how to respond to that statement. I lost it. The next okay. movie. Um, <laughs> how about um, Vampire in Brooklyn? Nah, yeah. I, I, I had a moment. It had its moments. I actually thought you were going to say you hated that one. Nah, I, I mean, I, there's a few. Because I can always remember the joke of, um, uh, what he's in the cab, and he's like something about you want Italian or Chinese for dinner. He's like, oh, I've already had Italian, right? So he, <laughs> ate a, he ate a guy. It's been okay, a long time since I've seen that. How about Bowfinger? I actually kind of like that movie. Yeah, that one wasn't that wasn't bad. That's with Steve Martin, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, and then our last one would be Trading Places. Love it. Never seen it. Really? Yeah. It, this, is that is that one of those ones that's like No, it's like not no, it's not like coming to America. It's just I just never got a I just never have it. Isn't it weird how you always have to explain why you well, didn't see certain movies? Well like, we are a podcast. No, 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 but I'm I'm saying it. in life. People do that in life too. Why haven't you seen it? Like, I don't know. What do you want me to go through my fucking schedule? Like, well, well one day I was <laughs> fucking busy, and yeah, back in '94, I uh, had an opportunity. Like, it's, it's so dumb. Like, I just haven't seen it. <laughs> Can we just leave it at that? Maybe. Why is everybody coming after me? <laughs> ah! Now I know what it feels like to be black, Vic. They're <laughs> persecuting you because of Eddie Murphy. Yes. <laughs> Feel like I'm in Delaware. <laughs> I think that's the show. We did it. We did it. We got through it. We did. For Corey Miller. Yep. Vic Miller. 
No one and only. No relation. I am Brad Scott. We'll talk to you next time, and I still won't have seen Bad Santa or Coming to America. <laughs> this has been the Showdown Podcast. They're coming to America, buddy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.